Life in Exile podcast. This is your host, Carol Gaddis. Killing Education If you've seen any of the titles in a series of books written by Bill O'Reilly, you'll recognize the allusion in the title of this post. With drastic changes in our society happening at an unprecedented pace, a recent conversation brought this topic to mind. It started, however, with earlier thoughts I've had on the devastating losses we're experiencing and comes down to this question. Where does Satan attack us? On the individual level, he hits us in our weaknesses. He plays upon our feelings and enhances areas of doubt. On the national, societal, and worldwide level, he always strikes first at the foundation of all society, the family. He's done well at muddling the waters of gender, marriage, the family unit, and everything related to what holds us up as a people. While some in the church are waking up, others remain asleep and passive to the problems, allowing evil to gain a foothold on an ever-widening scale. While tomes could be written on this subject, I want to go back to the aforementioned conversation because I had not realized the depth of loss we're experiencing as a result of the evil one's use of social media in the lives of children. The conversation. It was a simple question. I asked a friend who teaches middle school science how her year was going. She was happy with her school administration and general teaching gig, but hesitated when sharing about the struggles in the classroom itself. What was the problem? Her students didn't want to learn. I was surprised by that statement. Though I readily admit that science wasn't my favorite subject, I did learn some cool stuff in those classes. I still remember the way the X and Y chromosomes determine eye color and how amazing I found that topic. Her students, however, could care less. Why? because they all want to be social media influencers and make tons of money. Who needs to learn to be an influencer? While we went on to have a wonderful conversation about the importance of science in life, and I learned a lot after asking a question about GMO and bioengineered foods, she said her students don't think they need science to shoot videos of themselves shopping or doing something that draws people to their page. As a teacher, she finds herself trying to defend the need to learn as much as she's able to simply teach the subject. I left that conversation with a renewed desire to pray for our teachers, but also our children, who are being brainwashed by their TikTok feeds. Literally brainwashed. G.L. Reeves wrote in a 1914 issue of the Mill Supplies Periodical, The man who doesn't read hasn't any advantage over the man who can't read. The choices children are making to reject learning are going to pay a steep price that no influencer can pay. Education starts at home. No matter the kind of educational setting a child enters, all education begins at home. Just as marriage and family are the foundations of a strong society, The home is the foundation for all education. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and don't reject your mother's teaching, for they will be a garland of favor on your head and pendants around your neck. Proverbs 1, 8 and 9. The book of Proverbs is a wonderful start to instilling a child with wisdom. 
In its stated purpose, the writer says that the Proverbs of Solomon are an education in righteous living, for learning wisdom and discipline, for understanding insightful sayings, for receiving prudent instruction in righteousness, justice, and integrity, for teaching shrewdness to the inexperienced, knowledge and discretion to a young man. Let a wise person listen and increase learning, and let a discernful person obtain guidance. For understanding a proverb or a parable, the words of the wise and their riddles. Proverbs 1, 2 through 6. Is it a child's fault that he rejects a teacher's instruction? In my opinion, it is not, because a child only does what he's given the liberty to do by his parents or guardians. Peer pressure plays a part, but if there is a strong foundation in the home, the pressure of peers can gain no ground. What does the future hold? With the increased attack on marriage, family, and home life, children flounder. I'm reminded of watching a child learn to bowl. In order to limit loss, guards are placed over the gutters. What does this do? It enables the ball to at least stay within the lane. The child may still not get a strike the first time or even the tenth time in trying, but they will hit something. This increases their confidence and teaches them how to better aim their throw. Without the guards, gutter balls are guaranteed. Parents are needed to help children focus on that which is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, and commendable, that which is moral and praiseworthy. These are the guardrails of life as we live in the fear of the Lord. Without the firm foundation of godly homes, our teachers are fighting a losing battle. We are losing children in the United States due to a lack of guidance in the home, exacerbated by drug and alcohol use, sexual promiscuity, and social media influence. Worldwide, children have a bleak future for these reasons as well as increased wars, displacement, and migration. Where do we turn? We must turn to the Lord, His Word, and to prayer for our homes, parents, children, and teachers. We may not be able to save all, but we can save those who are within our circle of influence and not the TikTok kind. I talked to two teenage girls recently about how they stay strong in school. For both of them, it was about knowing right from wrong and having the support and love of parents to keep their guardrails up. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and discipline. Proverbs 1, 7. Grace and Peace. This has been a podcast of Carol Gaddis. To find out more, visit lifeinexile.net. Please share with a friend if this has encouraged you. Thank you for listening.